So Janet and I welcome you, Pastor Nate and Kendall, welcome you and all of you joining us wherever you are, glad to have you today. As we were told, we're in week two of a series called Dangerous Prayers. Dangerous Prayers, and last week, Pastor Nate did a fantastic job preaching to us about bold <laughs> prayers. Lord, come on somebody, Lord make me bold. <clears throat> How many of you have been bold this week? You're like, ooh, I, that's what that feels like, to just step out there and pray God's gonna put a net under you and you take a step of faith. The problem with many of us, I would argue, is that our prayers are way too safe. I'm not sure if we've overlooked something as a Christian, but just to remind you, following Jesus was never meant to be safe. And I believe one of the greatest things you can do for your prayer life is to pray dangerous prayers with, with great faith. Just keep praying and, and be bold and be dangerous and have faith. Now, I grew up in a praying home and as a family, you know, we prayed over our meals. I don't know if y'all do that or not. I mean, we, we did and, and, you know, prayers like, God is great, God is good, let us thank him for this food. I'm not, I'm not so sure God was impressed or moved by our faith, you know, and if we got really kind of casual at home and dad would let us say, say, you know, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, bless the one who eats the most, amen. <laughs> or maybe one step above would be, dear eight pound baby Jesus, six ounce, thank you for this bountiful harvest of Domino's, KFC, and Taco Bell, amen. Did that just happen in church? I think it did. <laughs> Most of our prayers are too safe. Those of you who know our journey with Janet, it's 25 years of fighting cancer. We've had to learn to pray some bold prayers. And I'm not so sure that it hasn't been to our benefit and to your benefit as a church. Because what you go through sometimes and the things you face that require you to pray bold prayers, because sometimes we don't pray them unless that's all we have left to pray. Oh, I guess we ought to pray about it. Like God's the last thing. Oh, now we gotta to totally trust God, right? So, in fact, I think a lot of our prayers are just lame. And they're almost, they're almost always self-centered. You know, they're, they're bland, they're incredibly safe, like, like God keep us and God be with us. Even though he said, I'll never leave you or forsake you, we just like we're reminding ourselves. Simple, bland prayers. Or prayers like, bless this foot-long chili cheese dog with tater tots and 64-ounce cherry limeade to the nourishment of my healthy body in the name of Jesus. And lame prayers. The Bible is full of dangerous prayers, and this week I want us to look at a particular one found in 1 Samuel 3. It's the prayer of a boy who was probably about 12 years old, and his name was Samuel. Samuel was helping the priest Eli in the temple to do the work of ministry in the church, or the temple as it was called. And Eli, the prophet, sorry, the priest, he was the high priest, he had drifted into this place of away from his call and away from God, and he wasn't taking care of the house of God. 
The Bible says that the candles or the seven golden candlesticks that were in the tabernacle or the temple that were lit and supposed to be lit all the time, that they had went out. He was, he was falling off on, on his job. And the problem was his family was out of control. Eli had two sons who were also priests because the lineage of the priesthood was, was, was a legacy. It was family members, right? So he was the high priest. His sons were priests, but they were living in sin. They were living evil lives, and Eli wasn't disciplining them. So one night, this young third or fourth grade boy named Samuel was in his bed sleeping when he heard a call. It was somebody calling his name and said, Samuel, Samuel. So he got up and he ran into the room of Eli and he said, did, did you call me? And Eli said, I, I didn't call you, go back to bed. It happened a second time. And he heard the voice of what he thought was Eli and he ran in and said, Eli said, I, I didn't call you, go back to bed. Then the third time it happened, right? And so Samuel heard this voice, he heard his name, he runs into Eli and it, it clicked with Eli in that moment and he said, the Lord, Samuel, may be speaking to you. He said, if you hear your name again, I want you to stop and tell God that you want to hear from him. Tell God you're his servant and that you're listening. So this is where we pick up the story of 1 Samuel chapter three and I wanna read the verse to you. And the Lord came and called as before, Samuel, Samuel. And this little boy prayed an incredibly dangerous prayer when he said in response to God, he said, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. Speak, Lord. A dangerous prayer. God spoke to Samuel in that moment. However, what God said was not an easy message. It was not something pleasant to hear. Now, before I tell you what God spoke to Samuel, I got a very, very important question for you. And here's the question. I want you to think about it. Here's the question. How many times in the Bible did God speak and give an assignment and the assignment was easy to fulfill? How many times? In the Bible, did God speak? And the assignment that he gave was easy to fulfill. Think about it. Think about what he said. Think about every story in scripture when God would speak to someone and we'd say, here's what I want you to do. And they said, ah, oh, no problem, God. I'll take care of that. That's easy. You won't find a single time in scripture when God gave someone an assignment that it was easy to do. Think about Noah, for example, right? Hey, Noah, yeah, I want you to build an ark. Uh, yeah. What's an ark? It's a really big boat. It's about the length of a football field and a half. And then when you get it done, I want you to go out and round up male and female of every living creature. And I want you to put them on the boat because I'm going to destroy the whole earth with water. And you better be in that boat or, you, or you're going to die. And you, you're going to single-handedly, after the flood is over, repopulate the whole earth. And Noah said, oh, that's easy, God. I'll take care of that right after lunch. Didn't happen that way. What about Jonah. I want you to go preach to the most wicked, perverse, violent people alive and tell them to repent or they're going to die. No problem, God. That's easy. Where's my car? Take me down there right now. Or, or what about Mary? <laughs> the angel of the Lord appears to, to Mary, a teenage girl saying, Mary, you're going to give birth to a son. And even though you're an unmarried virgin, and oh, by the way, he's going to be the son of God. 
Oh, that's so cool, God. That's about, that's awesome. That's going to blow up on my social media. Hashtag son of God. Hashtag blessed. I don't think it turned out quite like that. Right? It wasn't easy. Everybody say it wasn't easy. Every time God would speak and give someone an assignment, it challenges your faith. And it will stretch you. It's never easy to hear. So if you have the faith and the courage to pray, speak, Lord. When he does speak, what I hope you'll know is that it may convict you. And his voice may challenge you. And what he asks you to do may seem completely impossible. What I can promise you is his voice will teach you to depend on him and to live with even greater faith. So Samuel says, in a dangerous prayer, speak, Lord, I'm listening. Now, unfortunately, what God said was not what some of us would want him to say. Here's what he did not say. He didn't say, hey, Samuel, now that I got your attention, I just want to announce to you that I'm going to pour out all my blessings on everybody. God didn't say that. God didn't say, hey, young Samuel, you know that cute little girl in your youth group that aren't going to marry her and have two children and, and a dog and make six figures and be, and be a, an influencer on YouTube? That's how much I loveth thou. He didn't say that. God didn't say that. What God said was, to a little boy, to a boy, don't tell me children's ministry is not important. Don't tell me serving and teaching our kids are not important. Don't tell me parenting is not important. Don't tell me that young people don't hear from God. In this case, the old man who was supposed to be the man of God wasn't hearing from God and God chose a third or fourth grader to speak through. So don't tell him to hush and go to the other room when God may be bringing him in there to get your attention because he's got something he needs to say and you're too hard-headed to hear it and he's gonna use a third or fourth grader to tell you. It ain't easy. Well, I'm preaching better than you're amening right now. Let me tell you, this is good stuff. So, so what God said to this little boy, he said, Eli has been sinning against me and what he's doing is not right and he hasn't turned his heart back to me and he hasn't turned the people back to me. So therefore, I'm gonna judge his household and I'm gonna judge this nation and I'm trusting you, Samuel, a little eight-year-old boy to carry this message and go tell him that. It's a burden to carry a message like that. It's a weight that God trusted a little boy with. It's a very dangerous prayer. Speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. But it's amazing how young people can say yes quicker than some of us because we have all of our wisdom and all of our rationale and all of our excuses and all of our but what ifs and all about but that. And, and a little kid just says, whatever you say. So I want to encourage you, do not pray this prayer, speak Lord, unless you want to hear what he's got to say. Unless you want to hear what he's got to say. Speak Lord, your servant is listening. Now, I want us to take a step back and I want to talk about prayer for a minute from a bigger perspective. And, and what I hope you'll understand, 
Prayer, in its essence, is communicating with God, our Father. It's, it's going before God into the throne room, into his presence, if you will. And any form of real meaningful communication is not just a one-way communication. Just try that with your spouse. Praying to God isn't just talking to him, but praying is actually listening. Speak, Lord, your servant is listening. In fact, I would argue that God has done way more in my life when I listened to him than when I was talking to him. <laughs> when, when I'm listening, I can hear him speak to me. Some of you, you know, God's trying to talk to you and he can't get a word in edgewise. Prayer's not just talking, but prayer is pushing the pause button and listening to what God has to say to you. I wonder for some of you if God's not saying enough already. You told me just how you want to do things and how you want me to do things. And Would you just be quiet and give me a chance to respond back to you? Could you, could you just not stop and stand there? So I just thought my prayer time was me, my list and all my stuff, and I'm talking to God. I, I went 15 minutes, and I'm, I got a sore throat and need a drink of water, and God's like, you, you don't have to do that. I already know what you need before you came. If you just come into my presence, worship and love me a little bit, and then listen I like what... Steve Livingston always says, he says, I already know what I know. I should probably shut my mouth and listen to what you have to say. Some of you need to remind yourself, you already know what you know. So quit trying to tell God all the stuff you know. He already knows that. God wants to tell you, I love you. And I want to speak to you. And I want to guide you. And I want to respond to you. By the way, God is always speaking. God is always talking the question is, are you ever listening? So right now in this room, there's noises and sounds that if you don't have the right frequency and the right tool, you can't hear it. But if you have the right tool and you tune in on the dial to the right frequency, there's, there's all kinds of sounds in this room. But if you're not listening for it and you're not in tune to it, you don't hear it. And I wonder how many times God's waiting on us. He's like just talking. He's just saying good things. He's got good things for you. And you're over here, man, I never, I, I just never hear from God. I'm just, be, and you got other things going on. So you're saying, if today you're saying with me, I, I'm in pastor, I, I want to know how I can hear the voice of God. That, that's what I want to take a few minutes and talk about. How do I learn to hear God's voice. I want to give you three simple thoughts. The first thought is be still. Everyone say be still. This goes against everything in our culture and you'll, you'll have to fight and make intentional decisions to be still. So this little thing right here has got all kinds of apps on it, right? It's, it's low, and then we've got so many apps, we could put apps in a group. And, we, and it's cool, right? And I'm so important, every time it goes ping or vibrates, I gotta look at it, I'm so important. I gotta see what's coming. There's an email, there's a text, there's somebody on Facebook, there's somebody on Instagram. So a year and a half ago, I was so sick of all of this, I deleted Facebook, I deleted Instagram, and I deleted uh, Twitter, and I've only 
I bet I've logged on 10 times in a year and a half for about 10 minutes because somebody said something to me on my birthday and they were offended. Not really. But they, hey, I said something on your birthday and you didn't respond. I'm like, I didn't see it. So I decided to go on on special days and I got rid of it. And I got to tell you, sometimes you got to fight against culture. And you, I was not able to hear from God because so many other voices are, are, are pulling for your attention that I just decided, you know what? Y'all can figure out all your problems on Facebook and, and tell somebody else what you had for breakfast. I don't really care about all those scrambled eggs. And I don't really know what kind of shoes you got on. And I don't really know where you, it's great vacation, good pictures. And now I have to tell my daughters-in-law, I said, you got to send me the pictures of my grandkids because I ain't getting them on Instagram. They're not there because I ain't got it. So send me the pictures so I don't have as many pictures as I used to have because they fall down on the job sometimes. But that's okay. Everybody say be still. For me, I had to figure out what that looked like. I had to silence the distractions. In fact, Psalm 46 says, it tells us how to experience the presence of God. And what it doesn't say in Psalm 46 is be frantic, be frantic and you'll know that I'm the Lord. That's not what it says. Be busy and you'll know that I'm God. Seek me on the goal and you'll find me. That's not what it says. You know what it says in Psalm 46? Read it with me. It says be, say it with me, be still. How are you going to know it's God if you got all this busy stuff going on? Everybody say, be still. Let me ask you a question. When's the last time you stopped for an hour and you binged Netflix or you, you searched Amazon for an hour or the last time you played video games for an hour or you scrolled through Instagram and Facebook for an hour and you're like, dang it, an hour's went by? No wonder I'm sleepy compared to the last time you spent an hour being still and listening to God. Well, like that, that's a golf clap. You know what I mean? So I'm like, yeah, that's pretty good. No, it's like, I, I, know, it, I know it steps on our shoes. It's because we get busy. So that's why I'm preaching to you. It's not an easy message, but God said to tell you this. To hear God's voice, you have to slow the pace and turn down the world's volume and you gotta be still. In fact, here's what Jesus said about praying. He said, when you pray, don't be like the Pharisees who go out on the street corner and stand in their long robes and pray loud, long, impressive prayers for everybody to hear them so that people can see how spiritual they are. He said, don't do that. He said, go in the privacy of your own prayer closet, lock the door and put everything out of your mind. Turn off the phone, shut it down, tell the kids don't come see me. It's like, a, it's like it, this is my time and just enjoy my presence alone. Go into my presence and listen. Be still and know that I am the Lord. Now, maybe some of you are wondering, Pastor Danny, does God speak in an audible voice? Well, I've never heard him speak like that, but he has, and he, he might. You, you might even hear Morgan Freeman speaking in the King's English, like, <laughs> thou shalt breaketh up with that person you're dating, for thou haveth so, someone much better looking with a jobeth and a 401k. Amen. You might... <laughs> You might want some, you might hear that. I don't hear God like that. But I promise you, I do hear from God. I hear from God in all sorts of ways. Let me give you a couple examples of how you can hear from God. God speaks to you most importantly and most reliably through his word. Everybody say the Bible. God's word is living and it'll talk to you. It will convict you 
of wrongdoing and sinfulness. If you read the Bible, it'll correct you. It'll guide you. It'll comfort you. It'll encourage you. It, it, it's God's living word, and we're people of the word. So if, if you tell me you haven't heard a word from God, I would tell you you're probably not spending any time in the word of God. God speaks through the Bible. Secondly, God speaks through people. God talks through people, just like Samuel. When he heard a voice, it sounded like Eli's. Samuel was young. He had not yet learned to differentiate when it was God speaking, because often God's voice will sound a lot like the voice of a mentor or a pastor. And often hearing God's voice will sound a lot like someone who has influence in your life. And it's only when you begin to mature spiritually that you learn to discern when it's God's voice and when it's God speaking to you. So God might be speaking to you through this message right now. And you're hearing my voice, but it's the voice of God. God might speak to you through a song somebody wrote. God might speak to you through a close friend who knows you well, and they tell you that because they love you. And I can't tell you how many times I've heard the voice of God from that woman he gave me. Right there. You know, that's what Adam said, right? When she ate the fruit, he said, God, it was the woman you gave me. Like, yeah, uh-huh. God gave me that woman. Her name happens to be Janet. And she's my girlfriend. My, my grandkids don't believe me when I say she's my girlfriend. No, she's not. She's your wife. I'm like, no, she's still my girlfriend. She is my girlfriend before she's my wife. And she's my bride on a wedding day, but she's my girlfriend. And they're like, Papa, you're messing with me. But I can't tell you how many times God's voice has sounded just like Janet Green. God will talk to you through people. God will speak to you, thirdly, through circumstances. So, so you, like you're thinking there's no way you could ever do what God's calling you to do and suddenly a door opens and it has to be God. And you're like, oh my gosh, how did, how did that happen? Or, or you, there's something you really, really want and, and you're like, man, this is exciting. And a, a door closes and you wonder, how'd that happen? Well, maybe God closed the door. And you know, some of you ought to thank God for closing some of the doors. Some of, some of you... <laughs> Hey, some of you were dating that door and you wanted that door and 10 years later, you now look at that door and you're like, thank you, God, you closed that door. <laughs> God opens doors and he closes doors and God uses circumstances. Let me give you a personal example. This happened to me just the other day. I had some clothes at the dry cleaners I've been forgetting to go by there and I'd, I'd be, I, you know, and I'm like, man, I don't, okay, I don't have time today. I, and I kept putting it off. They sat there for a while, several days. And I, I thought about it, I'd drive by it, but I just wouldn't stop. And then finally the other day I'm driving, I'm kind of in a hurry, but it's, I, I, I just like, I need to stop now. And so I did, I stopped, I went in, the lady at the cleaners brought my stuff, I paid for it. And when she, when I, she hung into the car and, and you know, it was a drive-through thing and I, Gave her my credit card. She brought it back. I signed it. I handed her the receipt. And she just stood there at the window of my car. And big old tears started filling her eyes. And she said, I was at your church on Father's Day. And you preached about the war horse. And you talked 
about elephants. You told a story and I love animals and you, I've never been in church like that where I felt what I felt. And now you drive up to my, while I'm working on this shift, you drive up and at this time and, and I, I can't tell you what, how God just has been speaking to me today. And I left that service after Father's Day church and I was at an antique shop and a big old picture of horses were there and it just mesmerized me and I couldn't get your sermon off my mind so I bought the picture and I put it in my kitchen so I see it every day when I'm in the kitchen I'm looking at that and I'm remembering what you said and then tears ran and she says and now I'm standing and I said well we'd love to have you come back and she said well I don't go to church very much and I said she kind of lowered her head and I said, why not? What's, we, we, we would welcome you. And she began to tell me because of the vices in her life and the things in her life. She's, she didn't feel worthy and she just, start, tears were flowing. And I knew at that moment that the circumstance of the dry cleaners had nothing to do with that. And the times I drove by there, like, I'm busy, I'm busy. And God was like, don't go now, don't go now, don't go now. Okay, go now, go now. She's there, go now. And so, and I talked to her and I loved, and she may be in this room today. I don't know. She may be watching online, but I'm just telling you, God will speak through circumstances. You think it's just going to the dry cleaners because you're in a hurry. When are you going to stop? and listen to God. Pretty simple, right? It is if you're listening. God speaks through the Holy Spirit. So, so if you're a follower of Jesus and you've been filled with his Holy Spirit, your spirit, your human spirit, now is reborn and can speak and communicate with the Holy Spirit, which is God. And that's why when you ask God, his spirit will guide you, direct you, he'll speak to you, because, and it may not be audible, maybe it will be for you, I hope it is. The truth is, if an angel showed up, and you, like if you got it in the middle of the night tonight, to go to the bathroom, and an angel sitting on the side of the tub, as you go to get to the toilet, where's my 45? You probably freak out, right? I mean, think about it. Whoa, get out of my house right now. Well, you can't really do this when it's bed clothes. You know, ain't much there to kind of, hold on a minute, roommate, open the drawer, pull it out. Get out of my house. No. But if an angel talked to you, you'd probably wet your pants. I mean, if, if an angel stopped you, come on, be real with me today. Like, whoa. Especially if they had, you know, like the movies always show, like, with the wings and everything kind of flapping back here. It's not like that. God speaks to the Holy Spirit. That's why you can learn to say things like, I, I don't know why, but I just feel prompted to, or I'm just feeling led to. You might wonder, how does God do that? God just, it, it's, a, it, that, it's a quickening, right? What I know is whenever you're being prompted to be a blessing or a generous to someone, that's never the devil telling you to do that, okay? So just know that. So if you're feeling that, it's God talking to you. I, I, I'm just feeling prompted to give something or I'm just, I'm just feeling prompted to be an encouragement. That's God. I'm feeling prompted to reach out and, and express care for somebody. That's God. I'm, I'm supposed to call you and, and I, you're, I, you're just on my mind. That's God can't quite discern the reason behind it, but I thought I was supposed to, to reach out to you. That's God. Be still and know 
that you are God. Be still. And the more you listen to God, the better you're going to discern it in the future. You're going to get more accompanied and, and, and practiced. And you're going to, oh, that's probably God talking to me. How many times has God, no hands raised, but how many times has God put a person on your heart? You thought about a person and then you just let it run right on out. When who knows what God might have wanted to do or say through you if you'd have just taken a minute, not while you're driving, a minute to text. Just want you to know, I love you. Now I was thinking about you today. I'm here for you. That's all you gotta do. You can't imagine the timing of some of those things on the other end when it just registers with that person and they're like, okay, God, I know you know where I'm at. The more you listen, the more you recognize it. So, so it's a dangerous prayer to say, speak, Lord. So you gotta be still. Now let me, let me give you the second one. After you, after you learn being still, you gotta be willing. Everybody say willing. You gotta be willing to do whatever God tells you to do. When you think about it, a lot of times our prayers are kind of like babbling, you know, God do this, and if I were God, I'd do it that way, and you should have done it like this. It's kind of like our wish list. What, what if instead of going to God with your wish list, what if you went to, before God with a blank sheet of paper? What if you just stood before God and you said, here's my, here's my piece of paper, here's a pen. I don't have anything I'm gonna ask you for. I just wanna hear from you. What do you want from me? What do you wanna do through me? What do you wanna show me? And then be willing to do whatever he says. Now here's what's happening when you start listening to God. He'll start purifying your heart he will empower you to confess the sin that's holding you back. He helps you start breaking some chains and spiritual barriers in your life when you hear from God. I don't know what you might need to pray for or to ask God about, but maybe it's about your marriage. And maybe you go with a blank sheet and just start listening to God, and then he quickens things in your life. And he tells you how, how your prayer now becomes, how can I be a better spouse? Rather than, God, I wish you'd fix that person I'm living with. God might be saying, I just want to work on you. You let me work on them. Can I fix you? Can I work on you? Can you listen to me? Proverbs 3. Y'all okay so far? Okay. I can stop right now if you want me. I've got things I need to do. Okay. Just want to make sure. I got more to say. You got a few minutes? Okay. Here's what Proverbs says. The book of wisdom. He said, seek his will in all you do and he'll show you the path you should take. Everybody say, show me. So you gotta seek his, you gotta listen. You gotta be still, then you gotta be willing. God, I don't wanna just come to church, I wanna be your church. God, show me where to use my gifts to honor you and to honor your bride, the church. God, what do I have that would bless someone? Where do, you, where do you want me to be generous? Where do you want me to be active? Who do you want me to text or call? God, who is it today that needs encouragement? Show me. Speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. And then let me clear something up for you. Whatever you do, make sure you have obeyed what God already told you to do before you want him to say something next. See, this is, some of you do that, it's like, play, it's like you play cards. Uh, 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 no, uh, uh, no, I'll take it, uh, uh, no. You don't get to choose the prayers and the, what God tells you. No, 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 I don't like that one, God. No, I don't like that one either. Oh yeah, I like that one, buy a new car. I like that one. Go on vacation, I like that one. But what about, what about 
Take your neighbor in and help them. Pay your neighbor's car payment. They're struggling. And so you're like, I don't know, God, I want another prayer. He's like, no, until you do. How many times, you know, we parents, we think God is like ridiculous or being overbearing, and yet you expect that out of your kids. No, you're not going until you clean your room. And you, you clean your, well, I'll clean it when I get back. It don't work like that. Do what you've already been, am I preaching okay today? Do, do what you've been told to do and God will tell you something else. God's like, well, remember what I told you to do last month? You, ain't even, you hadn't done that yet. You gotta be willing. Be willing to do whatever God's put on your heart. So how can I learn to hear from God? You gotta be willing. You gotta you got, you got be still, then you gotta be willing. And then here's the third one. It's my last one. You, you gotta be still, be willing, and then you gotta be ready. Everybody say, be ready. Now, this is incredibly important because when God speaks, make sure to be ready to do what he says to do. Let me give you an example, another story. It happened just under a year ago. It was last year, just before Christmas. I found myself in a grocery store I never go to, ever, once a year. <laughs> I was in that store. Some reason... And I'm walking down an aisle and a woman didn't have a push cart. She had a, a, one of those small baskets you carry on your arm. And I noticed that. it's a holiday season. Most people in the store walk around with baskets. They're putting all kinds, you got holiday meals, a lot to go. She had a small basket and she's walking. And I, I walked past her and when I, when I walked past her, something. I passed her in the aisle. And something came over me. And I didn't want to, I wanted to be discreet, right? You know, and I, I'm just kind of watching. I'm going on down the aisle, you know, and I'm glad they were long at that point. And I'm, and I'm watching and she was, had a list and she's looking and she's looking and she's kind of picking a couple little things. And, and it's like God spoke to me at that moment and said, she's got a small list. Sorry, she's got a long list, but a little bit of money. And she's having to be really picky. This is, this is God speaking in my mind. She's having to be really picky. So that's why she got a small basket. She can't get a lot, but she's trying to figure out how to make a meal for her family. And that's what's going on. And I'm sitting here in tears. I'm feeling the presence of God. I'm like, I, I never come to this stinking grocery store. It's not stinking, but I mean, I never come to this store. God said, I want you to give her what you got in your pocket because God had already spoken to me to be ready and that morning I had got up and I carried extra money in my pocket. I do it all the time. I got money with me because I never know when God's gonna say that person needs something. And I don't wanna say, oh, I wish I could. Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have. Though they need silver and gold at that point. And I was ready. And so I'm sitting here contemplating and then I looked up and she was gone. I'm like, oh no, where is she? So then I start going down the aisle and I'm going and I'm going. And then I saw two people that knew me. Hey, Pastor Danny, Merry Christmas. I'm like, yeah, 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 I don't need to. And I'm trying not to be. They weren't God speaking, it was just them. God had talked to me already. And I'm like, and I'm going, it just happened. Janet didn't even know the story. I went, and I went, and I finally, I'm like, oh, there she is. Now what do I say? I didn't want to come down like this, you know? I, 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 and, I, and I'm just slow, and I said, hi. I don't want her to think I'm stalking her either, you know? And, and uh, 
preacher stalks woman in grocery store. But I, I said, put a smile on my face, and I, I just said, hi, my name's Danny. And I saw you a moment ago, and I felt like I was supposed to do something. God wanted me to let you know he loves you. And I took out several large bills and put them in her basket. And I said, Merry Christmas. And then I went on. But had I not been, no, don't clap for me. Here's my point of the story. Please, you gotta be ready. What if I'd have been like, God, you're talking to me, but all I got is my cell phone and they don't have Apple Pay and she can't do that. And I don't, what are you gonna do? It might not be money, it might be something else. Are you ready? You gotta be still, you gotta be willing, then you gotta be ready. If God's talking to you, you can't use the excuse, well, God, if I, if I had it, he's like, no, I, I paid you Friday. Oh, well, I spent it all. Exactly. Well, I had time the other day, but I was scrolling through my phone instead of, I, I know I thought about Eric, I thought about Susan, I thought about Tom, I thought about, are you listening? Be still. Lord, speak. Your servant's listening. That's a dangerous prayer. Remember, God never gave an assignment to anyone in Scripture that was easy to fulfill. And it probably won't be easy for you. God may speak through you, and he's going to stretch you. And you've got to be willing. It's gonna, there's going to be some, ooh, God, I felt that. When was the last time you did something that you're like, I'm totally relying on God on this? When was, no hands raised. Just answer it. Because you're going to feel unprepared, unequipped, and unqualified, but you do it anyway. God may spur you to lead a small group, and you're like, a small group? I have to pray out loud? God is good. God is great. Let us thank him for this. If that's your prayer, start with that. Because even though it sounds small, it might be a big deal for you. Jesus, baby Jesus, eight pounds, six ounce, baby Jesus. Well, I don't know how to pray. Yeah, you do. You text all the time. You talk all the time. And then just stop and listen. It's a two-way street, remember? It's, it's communicated. It's, back and forth. So now my mornings, I love them most every morning. I love it. I'm with my coffee and there's no social media, none. I don't have to answer anybody's dumb questions. I don't have to respond because I feel guilty because somebody's got some political view and they think I'm supposed to get on there and talk about it. I don't have to do any of that because I don't know. Some of you got opinions, opinions you should probably just keep to yourself anyway. There's another, boy, I, was a nugget. I need to write that in my sermon right here. Add that to a sermon if I ever preach that again. Listen to God and he'll speak to you. Can we bow our heads all across the room right now? We just wanna hear from God. Lord, make us bold and Lord, speak to me. Before you start the day. I want to ask you this week, every, every single day, before you start the day, Lord, what bold prayer do I need to pray? And then just listen and say, God, speak to me. How do you want to use me this week? How do you want to use me today? 
Who are you impressing me to pray for? Speak, Lord. Your servant is listening right now. You could do that when you're in the shower. You could do that for five minutes. God, I give you permission to interrupt my life. Show me someone who's hurting and give me the faith to hear your voice. I want you to listen for God right now. And we're going to sing and worship. Sing for I want you to be still. Spirit Nobody moving around. Nobody leaving the room. Your spirit I want you to give God five minutes. Five your minutes. Spirit Would you do that right now? And say, speak your spirit Your servant is listening. Spirit disturb anybody we don't want to distract anybody from hearing for God here I am Jesus speak to me heads bowed eyes closed would you say that to him in your own way speak to me speak to me I'm your servant I'm listening it's a dangerous prayer It's a dangerous prayer. But here I am, Lord. Use me. While your heads are bowed, I want to pray for those who have not yet invited Jesus to be the Lord of your life.
the Bible says we're all born in sin. We're born in sin. That's why Jesus had to come to die on the cross and take our sin, your sin and mine. And he paid for it. We had to have a sacrificial lamb, which happened to be God's son, to die in our place. Pure, innocent blood from Jesus to pay for our sin so that we can be accepted by God our Father. And he said, all you have to do is say, Jesus, forgive me. I want you in my life. I want to go to heaven. I believe you died for me and God raised you back to life. It's a simple prayer and I want to lead us in that prayer wherever you're at, in this room or wherever you're hearing this voice from me. I want to pray with you right now. Heads bowed. Here's what I'm asking for those in the room. If that's you, would you raise your hand and say, that's me, Pastor. I'm praying that today. I want to be ready to heaven. I want to make sure I'm ready to go and meet Jesus whenever my time comes. Would you just slip up your hand right where you are? Because we're all praying this together. And I just want to know who I'm praying with today. Thank you for doing that. Thank you for doing that. Just lift your hand right where you're at. Those of you watching online, there's, a, there's someone you can talk to. There's someone you can click right there and visit with, and we'll pray with you as well. Thank you, Jesus. Just a moment more. Anyone else? Pastor, I want to go to heaven. I want to be saved. I accept Jesus today. Would you just lift your hand right where you are? That's me. I'm praying this prayer. You can put those hands down now. Everybody look at me. Let's pray this together. Say, dear Jesus. Forgive me of my sin. Take away my past. I receive you as the Lord of my life. And from this day forward, I'll do my best to honor you and follow you. Thank you for saving me. Amen. If you just made the decision to invite God into your life, we would love to know. You can text SCSAVE to 97000. That way we can help equip you with some next steps for you to take along this new journey. If this message was a blessing to your life and you'd like to help support Skybreak financially, you can give online using the Skybreak Church app. Well, hey, we would love for you to join us in person this upcoming Sunday morning at 9.15. But until then, we hope you have a great week and we will see you Sunday.